Hola, everybody. Welcome to the Unicorn Millionaire Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Stover. I'm a non-binary Latinx money coach helping my first-gen clients become millionaires. I'm a formerly undocumented Mexican-American and currently digital nomad traveling all over the world. And I'm super excited to have you here along with me on my journey. I talk about personal finance, money mindset, working, unicorns, rainbows, you name it. We're here, we're queer, and we are going to build wealth for ourselves and our communities. Hey y'all, how's it going? Today I wanted to talk to you about how to enjoy the life that you're creating when you're on your wealth building journey, which is something that I'm still learning to do seven years-ish into investing in the stock market and four years into being a business owner. And a lot of my reflections have come from the past two weeks as I've been microdosing on magic mushrooms and taking a break from drinking alcohol, which none of this was planned, by the way. But ever since I listened to my favorite podcast in Spanish is called Sabiduria Psicodélica. Yanina released these last two episodes that blew my mind and literally changed my life because I'm a lifelong learner. And if somebody gives me advice, I immediately take action on it as a coach myself. And um, that's just how I live my life now. I don't wait for anybody to save me. I don't wait for the right time to take action. I've learned as a, a coach, and this is what I help my clients with, is to stop waiting for the right time. Stop waiting for the skies to part and God to descend and tell you to change your life and to just start taking action imperfectly because that is still better than fucking waiting. <laughs> um, but her last two episodes, the first one was all about how to be creative in your life outside of art. And I'm an artist. I just planned an art meetup. I love creating art. I love collaging, drawing, painting. But her episode was all about how to incorporate creativity in your life in ways other than art. And they can be free, subtle ways, as simple as if you go for a walk on the same route every day, why not go a different route or literally go the opposite way to just train your brain to do things a little bit differently so that you don't get stuck in the mundane because when you get stuck in your routine it's a lot harder to be creative and enjoy life in all the possible ways and I've considered myself a really creative person people tell me I think outside of the box people literally hire me because I think about money differently and because I enjoy life but I still caught myself being a creature of habit taking the same bus route taking the same paths going to the same few restaurants I was comfortable with but um, ever since I listened to that episode, which it's one of the more recent episodes on Sabiduría Psicodélica, it's in Spanish and it's called Por qué no tienes creatividad? And I definitely recommend listening to that episode. I've already listened to it twice and I feel like that podcast is the sermon that I needed. <laughs> and when podcast episodes are so good, I will download them and listen to them multiple times, especially before going to bed. So if this episode resonates with you, download it and listen to it. So you can listen to it as many times as you need to because 
we're dropping gems on this podcast. And sometimes you might need to re-listen to catch the gem again and really internalize it and take action on it. So that's why I save my favorite podcast episodes. And yeah, so ever since listening to that episode, I started microdosing as a test to just see what would happen because usually I go on really intense trips. If you've been listening to this podcast, I've released three entire episodes in Spanish. The last of one was titled, uh, Como Sané Mis Heridas Ancestrales con los Psicodélicos. And just with that title, you can tell that I pressured myself to do the mostest <laughs> with psychedelics. But what I'm learning is that I don't want to do the mostest all the time. And I want to take my time and live life slower, especially after spending six months in LA where it was total hustle mode, very intense moment for me. Um, fearing for my safety on public transportation because I did not have a car and... There's a mental health crisis in LA where a lot of the unhoused people who are marginalized and exploited are like yelling on public transportation. There was somebody yelling transphobic stuff, stuff on a bus and I really feared for my safety um, there. And then coming down to Mexico where I'm like riding the bus and not fearing for my safety. But I don't know, LA to me just felt like a zombie apocalypse, especially because I didn't have the safety of my own vehicle to kind of just protect me from what was really going down. So I was like on the ground seeing it all. And it was very intense and sad to me seeing how many people are just marginalized by society while the richest people in the world are also living just a few miles away in Malibu. So that was hard. But I came to Mexico in, in November to just reset. And I'm in Puerto Vallarta, which is very mostly cishet. No, not cishet. Cis, gay, male friendly. It's queer friendly too, but most of the, the outings and bars are for gay men because gay men have more money as men. They're paid more, so they have more money to spend. And there's one lesbian bar called Elixir, which all the lesbians who travel here go there or all the non, uh, non-cis men. That's like the go-to spot. But I've been resetting here, slowing down, taking my walks on the beach for sunrise or sunset just living more slowly, which was very intentional for me after having an intense summer in LA. And uh, two weeks ago, I decided to just take a break from drinking because the alcohol was not on sale. It really wasn't that deep, y'all. It wasn't like, I was like, oh, I need to have a dry January. I literally was like, well, the Flor de Caña and the Mezcal is not two for one anymore. So I'm just not buy alcohol <laughs> this week. And then I realized I had hella withdrawals from sugar and then after listening to that episode that I told y'all about I decided to buy a monthly dose of psilocybin mushrooms at a cafe here where you can just walk in and buy the, the little capsules and they were like take one a day for five days and two days off and so I'm now halfway through that they call it treatment but treatment sounds so intense but it's just been really nice microdosing instead of doing all or nothing. As a Virgo, I tend to do all or nothing. As somebody who's first gen and raised in scarcity, we're trained to do all or nothing and to just keep push, push, pushing and not celebrate ourselves and not validate our emotions and not see our wants as needs. Um, but that part of building wealth is just raising yourself and retraining yourself to enjoy life because we're not in scarcity mode 
anymore. The more money you make, the more ability you have to be secure and peaceful. And money doesn't dictate security, but money does buy you happiness. Money does buy you the ability to say no to toxic workplaces or toxic relationships and not depend on toxic people. And it allows you to just rest and outsource things like a house cleaner um, or a meal delivery service. So money does buy you happiness. I don't care what anybody says. (laughs) It buys you peace and tranquility, which for me, that's the goal of wealth building is to make money from what I do, which is to help people and to feel joyful and peaceful. So the, the micro dosing has helped me with my anxiety and just to not overthink, which my, my friend Norma told me that she heard that that's <laughs> psychedelics. Like microdosing helps overthinkers to not just think so much. And that's definitely true. I feel like I'm a lot more present, especially when I just go for my walks. I just notice the leaves on the trees more, the birds, the sky color, the sunset just looks a little bit more bright orange to me. As a sensitive person, it really doesn't take much. Like I'm a lightweight with alcohol and I feel like I'm a lightweight even when I'm microdosing. I definitely do feel it all day long and the next day. Yes, okay, it was just a tiny dose. So it reminded me that I really don't need to do the most all the time. And it helped me realize that I still had PTSD from when I did the Peace Corps in Nicaragua from 2014 to 2016 before my top surgery and presented as a cis woman. And I got so much street harassment. I've never had such horrible street harassment as I did in Nicaragua. Like men would just sit on the curb outside of my little casita and hiss at me, yell at me and harass me, which is horrible dealing with. And... The worst part of that is the safest thing for you to do is to ignore it because cis men can be violent and no one's trying to deal with that when you're just trying to walk to the grocery store. Um, And I realized after talking to my friend Jen, who also did the Peace Corps there and had her ass slapped when she went for a run on a dude on a motorcycle, like so many volunteers, especially the women, would get harassed. She also had PTSD from it, but I told her about how this microdose thing here was helping me feel less angry when I would go for walks because I still felt on edge from that experience almost 10 years ago being in the Peace Corps and getting uh, harassed. I don't want to say catcalling, it's harassment Um, like 50 times a day (laughs) and just that anger was still inside of me because I was in a similar tropical Latin American environment. And the microdosing helped me just be like, it's okay, you're safe now, you can chill. Even though I don't present as female and men leave me alone now more than ever because I look like a dude, especially after getting my top surgery, I've definitely received some male privilege and realized that damn, men are a lot less creepy when they think you're also a cis dude. Um, I've literally had like, it's so bizarre and teaches you that gender is a construct. I remember I was walking in Playa del Carmen on the way from the beach with my shirt off and this group of guys were just chilling, sitting in the shade, commenting on women's bodies as they walk by because they have nothing else to do. And this guy was like starting to talk to me like a dude, like, hey, hey boss, you know, men are so encouraging to each other, by the way. It's like women 
don't talk to each other. They're not like, hey, hola, reina, como estas? The men hype each other up, like, randomly. Um, and then I open my mouth, which is something that reveals my gender identity because my, it doesn't reveal it, but when people hear my voice, they, they immediately are like, oh, that's not a dude, that's a woman. Even though it's incorrect, I'm not a woman, but because my voice is still higher pitched now until I choose to do testosterone again, whenever that is, because I have been on and off of it. But I had horrible experiences last time with side effects, so it's been like a two-year pause. But immediately this guy went from being not creepy to being like hitting on me, basically. <laughs> Even though I literally look like a dude to him as soon as I opened my mouth and I started talking, he started hitting on me as if I was a woman. And I was like, this is gross. <laughs> And part of me was like, fuck, why didn't I say anything? Why didn't I just stay silent so that he would continue thinking that I'm a dude? Which is something I do a lot. When men say hi to me, I will not say anything. I'll just keep walking. Um, but even with that, it's considerably like I don't have to really fear for my safety as somebody who presents this male as much as I used to, uh, which is part of the trans experience. Like you really learn how fucked up gender roles are. And when you transition especially from assigned female at birth to male, you inherit a lot of privilege, but marginalization. Like I hate using public restrooms. Public restrooms are super stressful for me. Um, but yeah, I think that's an insight into what my journey has been like so far. <clears throat> but the microdosing has helped me just feel less angry in my body when I go for walks and more present and just less of that impending doom anxiety that I've been working on, but I realized after microdosing that has still been there. Um, so this isn't like an ad for psychedelics, especially if you're taking antidepressants, you should definitely consult with somebody because I've heard that there's major side effects. And if you're new to psychedelics, I definitely recommend watching the Netflix doc, how to change your mind so that you understand how they work and have a good trip because I've also had really negative experiences with trips where I was not in the right mental state, which I have a really amazing therapist who has been with me for two years and she has helped me process bad trips that I've had. As I told her recently when I was starting the microdosing, oh, I'm afraid of being addicted to this again. And she was like, were you addicted? And I was like, well, I used to feel like I could use the mushrooms to solve my problems. And she was like, you used them after a really bad breakup with the intention of getting over the breakup in like a five hour trip. You're not addicted to them. And now you're being even more intentional with them. But yeah, when I used the mushrooms to get over the hardest breakup of my life, it, that was not a good idea because the mushrooms don't give you what you want. They give you what you need. And in 2021, I had gone through a really intense long distance saga and breakup. And then I did a trip to get over it, quote unquote. But I ended up having like, suicidal thoughts. Basically, the mushrooms were like, you should just kill yourself because you're never going to find somebody. You always abandon people. You always leave. You're always going to be alone. And I was like, okay. But thankfully, I had done trips before that were intense. So I knew what was going on and I still sought help for it and, and processed it. But I think that I was afraid of reverting back to that previous self who didn't really understand that psychedelics are not to be fucked with. <laughs> 
but now I am being more cautious with them and using way less and getting benefits for myself that are working out for me now because I used to think that uh, why would you microdose when you can have intense trips that'll fix your shit faster and better and they didn't fix my shit faster and better I've loved the trips I've had they've helped me see things differently but I'm also enjoying not feeling so much anxiety that I didn't realize was there until it kind of went away and it's like okay there are other ways of living you can just go for a walk and not fear for your safety or be so angry and that has been a big lesson for me so I'm just slowly working on enjoying my life and seeing it as a life that I've intentionally built for myself four years into entrepreneurship which for me has been a journey just enjoying the wealth I've created is something that I'm doing and something that I remind my clients of because I work with a lot of first-gen clients who are the first to make the most in their families and they still feel like they're not living up to the sacrifice their parents made to move to the U.S., especially from Latin American countries. A lot of my clients are from there and a lot of my clients are like the first daughters or even if they're not the first daughters, a lot of my clients are parentified in order to help their parents. From a young age, a lot of my clients, including myself, were parentified, were in codependent relationships with their parents because the parents just left these countries not speaking the language in America and we're just figuring it out and they didn't have like therapists and therapy TikTok to help them have the tools to raise their kids. But now we have the tools and now I'm helping my clients raise themselves and establish boundaries and just slow down more because that's really the point of having money is so that you stress less about surviving and you're able to be creative and enjoy life. And I feel like there's this fixation on, on increasing lifespan. I love the Blue Zones documentary. That was really cool. But there's this other documentary where there's like these on Netflix where there's these twins where one goes vegan and the other does not. And they talk about how the vegan one increases life expectancy. And there's just this fixation on treating humans like products. How, how can we make you live longer? But I'm like, What's the point of living longer if you can't even live today and enjoy your life today? Personally, I'd rather have a shorter, more fulfilled life, which I'm already doing that. I have no regrets. I've taken myself to 34 countries. I get weekly massages and I'm not punishing myself for being single anymore. So I have no regrets. I'm very proud of all the things I've accomplished with what I've been given with minimal or no family support at this point. And yeah, I don't feel like I need to live longer. And I'm just working on enjoying what life I have now as a 33 year old with a lot of years left. But how can I just be kinder to myself instead of pressuring myself to do the most? But the trick with building wealth is we measure wealth in milestones. And I've fallen prey to it. I mean, who doesn't want to just have a house and not pay somebody else's mortgage through rent? And I punished myself for not getting a house because when I was in L.A., I tried getting a mortgage and I was really beating myself up about not having that. And 
for me, I was like, that's my milestone. I know I've made it if I can get a house. And I didn't qualify because I didn't have enough business income to get a mortgage. And I beat myself up about it. So now I'm like, I'm on divine timing. I, I'll get a house eventually, but what can I do and enjoy my life? How can I enjoy the life I've created in the meantime? Instead of beating myself up about not having a house. <laughs> Especially with the cost of living going up more and more. And all the layoffs that are going on in corporate America, layoffs went up 98% in 2023. And I'm just hearing wild stories of couples moving across the country to work in office at Amazon in the Bay Area. And then three weeks later, Amazon lays the, the employees off. Just like wild shit. I feel like companies have always been cutthroat, but it's getting even worse, especially with AI and companies prioritizing profit over employees is just getting worse and worse. So that's why I'm all about, we have to take care of ourselves, invest for our own retirement and be financially independent because it's rough out here in the job market. And, but yeah, I'm, I'm learning to live life differently in the meantime, try new things. Like just last week, I, I was intentional about how can I just live my life differently and try new things instead of being stuck in, oh, I'm so bored here or I don't have enough friends. I don't have a routine. What if I just go to the plaza with a friend after yoga classes cancel? And I ended up doing that. And then there was this gorgeous opera singer who was just like basically giving opera classes to people for free in the plaza and was performing in in French and Italian and Spanish. And it reminded me of my grandpa who fought in World War II and he ended up moving to Mexico, but he loved the, the opera. He was raised in Texas, but he loved the opera. And I remember him taking me to the Met when I was 19. I didn't know anything about the opera, how fancy it was. I wore jeans and a Nike puff jacket because I did not know <laughs> that you're supposed to dress up for the opera. And I did not have fancy clothes. Like I was on a heavy financial aid package at Wellesley College in Boston. So I didn't even really learn how to dress nicely until I studied abroad in France. Like it literally took me going to Europe for me to get my fashion together. And I didn't appreciate the opera then. I remember we went to see Puccini. Um, the one song I remember is, Oh mio babino caro. And I fell asleep. <laughs> but now whenever I hear opera, I think of that song. I think of my grandpa. So it's funny how you... Don't appreciate memories in the moment, but then all it takes is a song or a dish or a smell for you to be like, yeah, those were some good times. <laughs> so, yeah, and then I went to a neon paint night alone that somebody had posted on a WhatsApp group where there were these artists painting in neon colors. And then I ended up meeting another non-binary person who took me to go see a ballroom. It was my first ballroom where there were a lot of Mexican queer, trans, hotties, voguing, and it was a competition, and I met drag queens. I was like, okay, this is where all the trans hotties are. I'm down. I'm so glad that I pushed myself to go to a free event, because then I met a person who introduced me to this other world, and so that's something that I'm being intentional about, because if you're with the same people, you're going to do the same shit. So sometimes you do need to just go to a different event alone, and you'll never know who you'll meet who will introduce you to another realm of the universe. So that's what I'm talking about when it comes to living life 
creatively, but it starts with taking that, that, those little baby steps of action. So I encourage you to live life differently. And if you'd like to work with me on your money journey, getting your finances together while living your life differently and creatively and having a more fulfilled life, I invite you to work one-on-one with me. Book a call at the link in the show notes and we will get your life together in terms of you being fulfilled and happy while also setting up your retirement accounts because the goal is for you to not have to work forever because if you don't invest, you're going to have to work forever, basically. So the longer you delay investing, the more you're going to have to work. So the goal is to not work by investing in the stock market, but also in yourself and your happiness. So when you're ready to work with me, I invite you to do that. I can't wait to meet you and Feel free to share this episode on Instagram stories, tag me, send it to a friend, subscribe, leave me a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and spread the love that way. All right, y'all have a great day. The information contained in the Unicorn Millionaire Podcast is provided for general informational use only. Your purchase, download, and use of this material does not constitute a client relationship. The views expressed by the Unicorn Millionaire podcast hosts and guests are not intended to constitute accountant, legal, tax certified financial planner, stock advisor, or other professional advice. Users of this podcast material should not act upon this information. Users of this podcast material should do their own due diligence by independently verifying all information products, and services mentioned with their own qualified professionals before making any decisions. We assume no responsibility for information contained in the Unicorn Millionaire podcast and disclaim all liability with respect to errors, inaccuracies, omissions, misleading, or defamatory statements. Users of this podcast accept and understand the terms of the disclaimer.